Hello and welcome to the Thomas and Way podcast number five. Number five is, is, number is five. 0023 in the night time. What is the date? Third, third of February. Third or second? Third of February. Third of February, third of February just. No, second. The first was yesterday. No, it's the, yesterday. No, 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 um, it's late and it's late. Nice and it's fun. Uh, and you finished your business? Finished my business? Yeah, I have. Yeah, I have. Yeah. I finished. Well, I wasn't really doing any business. What, you did, what was your business today, Tony? Way? I felt really rough, so I didn't really do a lot. I was busy yesterday. Last night, Tony before. went. To, yesterday, Tony made a pilot with my wife Lucy. Oh. And they they played the Stone Roses. We can say that, can't well, we? Well, we didn't play the Stone Roses. We played Happy um, Mondays. Happy Mondays. Yeah. Well, the T- two that everyone. Tony knows. was Bez and no, Lucy was Bez. <laughs> Weird if Lucy, Lucy was Bez right. and you were you were Sean Ryder. Right, yeah. Can I do his voice for us? Ah, I just did it like Bernard Manning. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> pretty much. Okay. Yeah, I wasn't asked, but that's understandable. <laughs> Why wasn't I asked? Well, I think they had it covered. Oh, did they really? Pretty who, much. So who was in it then? Um, I can't. I don't know if I should. Well, I can say. I think. Uh, say who I was think Peter Serafino, which is in it. I didn't oh, see everyone. F- fuck him. Aiden no, he's good. I like him. Mm-hmm. Who um, else is in it? Dan Skinner. Fuck him. Who else? Um, uh, Will Andrews. Fuck him. I can't remember anyone else. You? I was in it. Yeah. Fuck you. <laughs> yeah. So um, they did a pilot, you know, for no money, but it might be. Hundred pounds. Hundred pounds in the pocket. Listen, I know a lot of people are earning a lot less than that. Mm. Not that many. No. They can afford to listen to a podcast. I bet they're earning more than a hundred pounds a week, which is what I've heard this week. Now, do you have to have? Oh, strictly speaking, I did. No, I didn't. I did something else on Monday. What did you do on Monday? Uh, I did a radio um, pilot for Paul Garner. Oh yeah, I like him. Chris funny, Morris yeah. and the Fuck him. show. Joking. I just say I'm saying fuck him to everyone because I like him more. Enough, anyway. No, can I just say something about Peter? Radio. Genuinely, can I say something about Peter Serafinowitz? Right, this is my. I like to make a little statement about Peter Serafinowitz. Mm. That was one of the funniest programs I've ever I've ever seen. His the his show. Why? Why? Know, why? Why? I know. I agree. There was one bit in that the third episode of that series which was so good, and you think why? Did well, they, that's stupid. They did not make. Did you more. see the Christmas special as well? Yeah, I loved it. It was excellent. so funny. Butterfield is one of the funniest things I've ever yeah. seen. I think that that might live on on its own. I hope so. I hope so because mm. he's very funny. If we talk mm. about comedy, um, yeah, which, which obviously people listen to this for comedy updates. Have you got any comedy updates? Mm. I've got a big one. I'm I'm still funny. Now here's a big comedy update. Yeah. Guess what I read today in the paper? Go on. Well, I got an email. I got an email from Shane Allen, my own friend, my friend from Channel yes. Four, who uh, who's a friend of mine from a long time ago. And he sent me a little email through saying, saying, "Oh, this looks like a good idea." I thought, "What is it?" Yeah. Tom Shortall. What is it? Right, David Jason's directing a, a sitcom about funeral directors. Oh, starring Mark Williams. Oh, right. A family who was run. Even fun at the funeral. It's about a family run. It's about a family mm. of funeral directors. Mm. And then, and it says in the thing, it says. And the guy is a local writer called Johnny, not Johnny Sweet, he's called Benny Sweet or something, mm. right? And he's from somewhere, and he goes, oh, well, I thought it was a good idea, you know, to do a thing about Undertakers. Now, let me say something to you now. When I came up with the idea of Front of the Funeral Parlour, I was 19, mm. and when you're 19 and you're young, you think, of like, oh, what can I write that's funny? We know not, 
you've like it's well, like you go through the places that haven't been done and haven't been done it's route one but then try and not choose one that's not funny <laughs> exactly now I picked that and also you know it's, it was relatively successful at the time but the point is is that now I would never do something about a funeral director because it's too obvious and also who cares sure yeah so all I'd say to the BBC is at this stage is that I did it a long time ago mm. it didn't really work then it's not going to work now well, thank you very work. much I thought, <laughs> I thought it worked okay it, it worked alright but um, if Dave, David Jason's directing it yeah, 71 year old director. Has he directed before? Yes, he directed a thing called The Quest on ITV. Oh, that, that made it big, didn't it? It made it really big. <laughs> it was him, it was him, and it was like three old blokes who went who, who mm. went back to the 40s. This rings a bell now. Yeah, so anyway, there you go. So, um, why are we here at uh, half past, well, nearly half past midnight? Well, I tell you why. Because you've been busy. I've been busy, man. I finished my script yesterday morning at 4.30am, mm. mm. Hollywood film script which I can't talk about this time, but maybe by the time I talk to you next, I can announce what I've just... Why. I reckon it'll be two, three podcasts away before you can talk about it. Well, all the people who need to read it are on holiday, so that's why. I but, see. But it's a big Hollywood film. There's a big problem with, in the entertainment industry it, right into February, people being on holiday. Yes. They won't read anything. No. Everyone's away. Nothing's getting made. It's always the same. Yeah. So I, Apart from taster tapes, which is what I've done two of this week, yeah. nothing's getting made. No, nothing's getting made. So, so I've done my film. You've done your thing. Mm-hmm. And we've been writing. And now tonight I went for a drink with a friend of mine and we d- who's involved in the film. I can't say anything yet because it's too <laughs> secret. But you know what it is, don't you? I do, yeah. I cried when I wrote the end. <laughs> I, I know about this. Don't give anything You away. were told. I wrote. Okay, it. I was told. Eh? Per- no, you, I know I was mocked. I was mocked because you cried at your own script. The person Sorry, you I, cried. I'm talking into my cup. You cried at your own script. Okay, I wrote a script about a person who actually existed once, and he dies. Oh, don't okay. give them too much. Don't that's don't enough. Too that's much. enough. Yeah, but don't say too much. Who knows who that is? No one. If you no, say one more thing, they'll guess. They won't guess that. I'd guess from. No, no. Then why would you? I think that they could guess. They don't know, they, they don't know, I know anything about politics. So oh, why would they get that? Very good, yes. Iron Lady 2. Yeah, I, I, just, I, I just wrote the Iron Lady 2. And mine's all about Michael Hesseltine. It's called Tarzan. Very we good. had to change the name. He was always Tarzan in the sun. He was Tarzan in the sun. Yeah, all the time. So anyway, I cried when I killed him off. Is he Tarzan. Not, not the other. Set in the future. Set in the future. He's not dead yet. No, no, yeah, he's an arboretum. Uh, do you know what an arboretum is? No, I don't. I, an arboretum is a plant. No, an arboretum is, a, is like a collection of trees. It's like an orchard, but like mm. f- a bit extended. Oh, further. okay. It's like um, like an no, orchard. Hang on, hang on. What is an arboretum? Is it an orchard? Well, look it up. Tell you to look it up. On the thing, an arboretum, <clears> from what I gather, from my point of view, is a collection of lots of trees. Right. So it's more. It's not. But not a copse. But like a. No, but it's not, it's not, it's not, see an orchard is, is grown for the produce of fruit, an arboretum is like for trees. Okay, arboretum, that's wicked. Can you spell it? Yeah, oh it did it for me. I, tonight on BBC Four, you've all missed already the singing detective. Oh, it's one of these, look. He's an arboretum. Lovely trees. Where, where is it? Come on. And then, in a narrow sense, is a collection of trees only. Right, there you go, that's what I just said. So that's, yeah, that's in its narrowest. What did I, what did I just say? Yeah, you said that, I didn't believe you, right, I didn't well, know. Well, why did you just, no, you didn't, you I didn't, didn't know, I didn't know, I was asking. You didn't, you acted like you didn't know. I, I knew what an arboretum, I know what an arboretum is, I've got really one. I've got 20. <laughs> Where do you Tony, keep your arboretum? Tony's drinking tea, you can tell by the, you know, when you drink tea, you go, <laughs> when a man drinks beer, they go, <laughs> you get, I call it a clarty mouth. A what? Clarty mouth. <laughs> 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 you get a bit... Clarty. 
Yeah, that. it's a clarty mouth. It's horrible, really, isn't it? A um, couple of things. Uh, updates. What's your updates? Updates, updates. What updates? Come on, come on, get with it. Got anything. Oh, I did some um, ADR for oh, Game of go. Thrones the other day. Oh, no one cares about that. And that's looking good. You asked me. It looks really good, the bits I did. So I got to see the main scene that I did. The oh, one God, main scene. Okay, and then I did other ADR, bits. listen to this. I did ADR. ADR. Do you know what ADR stands for? Additional dialogue recording. <laughs> some people think it stands for... Um, Oh, something else. Someone else called it something else. Arsehole redirection. That would be hard. Divert. <laughs> Tony, have you done it up the bum? Myself? Me? Have to you myself? Given, have you given it up the bum before? Why, why, why do you ask me that for? Out of interest. <laughs> yes. To, to you. <laughs> for a second, I thought you were going to say I had. No, <laughs> no, no, yeah, I know you've done it to me, but I mean to anyone else. No, never. No, no, no. no, no I no, think no. it's unholy. I think it's unholy. No, I don't really. No, genuinely, if you've done it up the bum before, I don't know if you've done it at home, guys. Where did this come from? We were talking about ADR. You've gone straight into a... I still can't get over the shock what? that um, oh. they're making a funeral parlour thing. That's, I, I know, know, I know, I know. With David Jason directing. He's 71. Like, is it of the BBC? Is it for BBC? Even even Richard Attenborough wasn't 71 when he directed his no. last film. He was 79. Is it for the BBC, did you say? It's for BBC. Are they just desperate to get him back and keep hold of it? They're desperate for any shit. It's ridiculous. Why? Listen, 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 listen. listen he's no. good, David Jason. But no, he was good. Now he's not good. Well, he's when not he... in good things now. I think he's the problem. I would... Uh, listen, 20 years ago, you go, yeah, come on, David Jason. Mm. Now, no, no. Well, I suppose not. Now, who's still good at 71, apart from Woody Allen? Yeah, and he had a bit of a down... He had a bit he of a down... Come back I think, now. Here are people who... Here, here you go. Let's do I, a thing... I, I don't know a lot about... Let's do a thing about people who are still good at 71. <laughs> right? Uh, That's what it's about. Michael Caine, he's about that, isn't he? He's Brilliant. Up Absolutely. That would be my first. Jack Nicholson, brilliant still. Yeah, he's still good, yeah. But they're both in really good things. Who else? Come on. Michael Caine, if he was in a... He, Michael Caine isn't good in... But he's still films. doing it. Now, yeah, who's, yeah. Who's, who, who directs... The only oh, Michael Caine is as good as he's ever been. That's what, yeah. That's There's only one director at the age of 77... Who made a brilliant film? That's Charles mm. Crichton, who directed A Fish Called Wanda. Oh, okay, did he? And he was, even then, like you know, John Cleese was there. Yes. John Cleese is now seventy-two. Can you believe that? No, I can't believe that. How old is Harrison Ford now? This is the way I always. He's sixty-nine. That's why he's terrifying. Harrison Ford, my dad, Paul McCartney, all nineteen forty-two, all right. turning seventy this year. Blimey, I know. There's going to be a lot for Paul McCartney. I bet he gets more than. Um... His birthday's in July or June or something. He'd get more celebration than Harrison Ford and your dad, sadly. I know we'll have a celebration. My dad, no, my dad, I think, is more well known than. I think he is. He will be. In Wickford. In Wickford, he definitely is. In Wickford, he is. He goes, Oh, you know what? I went down the pub the other day and I didn't buy one pint. Because people would buy me drinks, I'd never fucking knew who I taught at school. Because Reese's dad was a teacher in our hometown. Yeah. So everyone knows him. He's been. He was a teacher there for quite a long time. Yeah. 90, so year, 90 years or so. He taught your dad. He my taught dad, dad, my dad bit, taught yeah. your dad. Yeah, a little bit. My dad, I think, was nearing the end of school, and your dad, it might have been your dad's first couple of years there, I think. Can I, I say think that's right? Guys, what's really weird, guys, <laughs> is that what's well, weird. <laughs> you always start saying guys when you. <laughs> I've decided not to make anything where you have to cut stuff, I've decided to curtail myself. Oh, well, don't do that. We'll, we'll, right. we'll go back to talking about. If you can say later. whatever you want, it's just if you say a name. I won't say Make sure you know who it is. Yeah, exactly. You know it's true, unless it's just something silly. No, it's really weird when you're growing up at school and your dad, your friend at school, your best friend, was taught by your dad. It's an odd, it is quite it's an odd thing, you yeah. know. It's not very often that happens. No, I don't suppose it is. It doesn't happen very often at all, does it? I don't think your dad ever actually taught me saying that. 
I, my dad only ever taught me, like, uh, you know, when a teacher wasn't turning up, you yeah, turn yeah, up, yeah. so yeah. He, he would come. Was that weird? Was, What's he, that called? Um, oh, we're supplying. Oh, no, 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 no. when it's someone that's in... Oh, they cover, you know what I'm talking about. Yeah, he would, one time he taught me, uh, and you guys get to look from him, you know, going, well, you, right. Wouldn't it be weird, though, if um, biology, your bi- uh, biology teacher was away, and your dad had to cover, because your dad was in science. And do sex education. And there, that was the day that, that would be fucking weird. I it? remember very clearly, true, when I was about, I remember, I remember when I, <laughs> I remember when I was about, Nine or something, and uh, my mum would always get her tampons. Mm. Okay, yes. no, no, it's fine. It's fine. <laughs> she'd she'd have the tubes. You know the tubes from the tampax. Yes, would be like on the, the top applicator. of the, the applicator. So basically, at the top of the stairs, after like, there'd be like a, a pile of rubbish to go downstairs to put in the bin. Yeah, and be in a little pile at the top of the stairs. And when I was young enough, I'd get the little the tube, the applicators, and put them on my finger and go. Like do finger mouth, right? right? And I remember my dad. My dad once. How I found about sex education <laughs> and sex was my dad went, no, don't, don't put that on your finger. I said, why not? He went, no. I said, well, why? What's wrong? I went, what's wrong with it, daddy? And he went, oh, you don't know where it's been. I said, well, where has it been? And he explained to me. I went, ah! <laughs> oh God. Anyway, but my mum would leave like loads of because in those days they used to flush them down the toilet because it was all right. Right. You know, now now you, you put it you, you out the window. Out now the you window. find this old, dry, you know, find a bit of like dry blood with the tail sticking out. You know, I'll get rid of that. You know, I go, you know, it's all over my house. Listen, I've got it's everywhere. And I, everywhere I go, I go. Have we got mice? No, it's just a fucking old. That's tampon. because you run a public toilet from your back garden. I do run a, but I make a lot of money from it. Yeah, that's that's my that's the 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 income. Pound of poop. A pound of poop and a pound of piss and fifty quid per fucking. Tampon. tampon disposal. Because, you know, a tampon disposal is a difficult job because you have to be very careful because, you know, it carries germs and there's also, also there's like an old egg in there and you never know. Like, yes. I know people who buy these things. Buy the eggs? No, they buy the old tampon. You they, know these people. I know. You know of them. There are desperate people I who can't have, have kids. Have you not friends? Oh, I see. Right. There are desperate women who want to have kids and they can't have them. Mm. So they collect the tampons that have been thrown away just in case there's a smidgen of an egg there. Even if it's half an egg. But it'd be gone dead, wouldn't it? Long gone. I don't know the, I don't know the ins and outs of Where it. Where did this tampon talk come from? It's like you've turned into Jenny Eclair or something. Or... Yeah, she's great. <laughs> um, now. Queen of the Jungle. Is that who, was she in it just now? Mm. Didn't watch it. Or she might have been one back. Come on, that's the, that's a long gone story, now, isn't it? That's over. <coughs> yeah, I think I'm, I think Jenny Claire might have been in it to three series seasons. Jenny Claire and I famously <laughs> did uh, Let's Dance for Sport Relief, but mm. not together mm. on a different. I look back at that and I think, why the fuck? Well, it was, it's for charity. Isn't I was it? asked, right. yeah, exactly. Why the fuck? I was asked to do Strictly Come Skateboarding, whatever it's called. <laughs> What's it called? I don't know. Strictly Come the Ice Skating. The Ice One, um, the Ice Skate. Strictly, no, Strictly Dancing on Ice. Dancing on Ice. I asked to do that, right? I said no. They came out 70 grand. I was going to say, yeah, is it that 70 much? grand. They offered me three. You'd have to offer you. <laughs> no, they You'd have me. to be offered a lot, though, wouldn't you? No, they, what they say to you, they say, will you come along? Mm. We, we are interested in you. Will you come along? And skate for us. We never right. look at you. And, right. and it's not like an audition, but it's like you know we like. Because there is a world where you can get paid that and be the backup, and oh, never even get seen. Really, that would be the dream job. If you get to is that a dream job? Well, not a dream, but if you needed that, if you wanted to do it, you could. No, Tony, totally, here's the man from in the dra- in, in the eyes with the dragons, right? Yeah. What's the name of the show? The girl with the dragon tattoo. Yeah, he's in the guy, the dragon guy, right? <laughs> he's in the dragon guy film. And you're saying the dream come true. A man who's no, worked with David Fincher. That. I mean, would... if you are, 
if you've just been chucked out of Hollyoaks or yeah, yeah, whatever, right. you know, that sort of person. Hey, 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 Russell oh, Grant. Oh, 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 you know who's just coming back? Russell Grant went in Hollyoaks. No, but if you are Russell Grant and you, you know, that's, I think, oh, it's fine, isn't it? When, what the fuck was he going to do apart from dance? Well, dance. Oh, he did the other one anyway. What the fuck are you going to do? Hey, listen. listen now he's, got, he's in fucking Wizard of Oz now. You are joking. Yeah, top West End show. You are joking. No. Absolutely. Just Russell Grant is in Russell Wizard of Oz. Grant, I yes. don't believe this. He is. He's You're, playing the wizard. You are, no, he's not. He is. You bullshit. I'm not. Look at this. I saw him doing an interview about it. On oh, one fuck off. The other day. I'm serious. Right, I'm looking this up. Apparently, he used to be an actor. This is the weird thing. Of course he did. He was trying to Because they keep way. talking about him like he's a lovey now. I and I thought he's never. I don't imagine. believe this. He's a fucking um, horoscope man. Russell Grant. Russell Grant. Carry on. I'm telling you. Um, what else is there to say about um, my week? When did we last do this? I can't remember what's happened since then. Not a lot. I've, had, oh, I've been hibernating. On. It is fucking cold out there, I think is the technical term. Is it, is it cold everywhere? Yeah. Apparently it's going to get to minus 10, but that sounds a bit... It's to minus 2 tonight in London. Minus 2 tonight. It's going to snow this weekend, apparently. Oh, I love that. Mm. What's the point of having winter without no snow? Hang on. I always get annoyed with people who don't like this. Ah! Yeah, I told you. You are right! I told you. Oh, my God! And you like Webber? Yeah. Yeah, but he... No! Webber grabs onto anything. Have you been watching the... Um... He's taken over Michael Crawford! <laughs> yes. My daughter's going to go spare... Because yeah. she likes Wizard of Oz. Oh! No! How can that be? Well, it's horrific news. Who's playing Dorothy? Jonathan fucking Kaner. <laughs> Mystic fucking Meg. It's Dorothy. Where is Mystic Meg? She died. Is she dead? No, no she's dead. Who's dead? Who died like, in the last couple of days? Oh, find out. No one big, I don't think. Oh, that's a shame. Look at this. Shame. Look at this. Look at that. Mm. Should come dancing star? Russell Grant has landed a job in West End as the title of the Wizard of Oz. And people 16. forget that as an as an astrologer stroke horoscope man, he's basically a con man. He's been a con he man for most of his career. Come on, like Libra. And now everyone thinks he's Aquarius. Oh, my eyes hurt. But I am a Libra. You just guess said that. Are you a Libra? Yeah. That's When's your birthday? Wow, October. Is that Libra? Yeah. Do you know what I am? Uh, what's your? No, I don't. December. December twelfth. What's that? I don't know. Sagittarius. Is that what it is? I, I don't know them. I'm a horse. I'm a. I'm a, I'm a horse are you, are you a horse? Yeah. 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 So are you. Yeah. What does it mean? What's it mean? It means um, you're good to e- good on even ground. You got four legs. I don't know what it and means. A massive cock. It's all nonsense. But you know what? Cock. The truth is, in this way, there, my cock is tiny. I just went to the toilet in your toilet, right? Yes. Just now, and I came in from the cold. Genuinely, I couldn't find it. <laughs> I thought, what is this? It's like it is like it's like a tiny. Like shrimpy thing, like an acorn. It's all. It's not even an acorn. I mean, an acorn's bigger in <laughs> diameter. This was so small. I was, I was shocked. Uh, are they still pickles from the, from Christmas? I've still got Christmas pickled shallots. Yeah. So where did you get them from? I made them. You got too much time on your hands. I have, especially over Christmas. Who did that tiling? Tiling's been here since I moved in. I think. So hang on. So you spent Christmas doing pickles. I spent one day a month before Christmas. You know what? You've got no grey hairs, have you? I haven't got one. No, no balding. No, have hair. I got any grey hair yet? Don't think so. But you, I never know. You've dyed your hair so many times. I, it's hard to no, tell. Yeah, I dyed. Yeah, I can character. never quite remember what your actual hair colour is. This colour. It's not. Yeah, it's just this. But way. it looks grey sometimes, doesn't it? Because it looks in this light. Like, yeah, quite, we're under a spotlight at the moment. I I dream about having grey hair. Like I used to think I'd be a silver fox. But I don't want to be a silver fox. You will be one day. At least we all will. Nine. My dad's still got no grey hair. That's not one. 
Well, he's got a couple, but he's, he's quite... But he's, dignified. He ain't, he ain't got balls. And he hasn't got no grey hair. No. Well, he's got a couple of grey hairs. He's a healthy, you, you, healthy stock. He's right? a healthy stock. He wouldn't, he, he wouldn't smoke. No. No, he wouldn't. He, he told me off for smoking a couple of times at school. Did he? That was the most interaction. When? 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 Only just saying stop smoking. When was this? Um, Tell me an example. I was told off by nearly every teacher for smoking at school, though. Do you remember Mr. Lynn? Who was um, who would have a cigarette outside? He was. Oh, he was so nice. Yeah. Would work. Would, yes. I we had another kid called, yes. uh, I won't know his name, another guy called someone who lived on a houseboat and he used to rub the shoulders. Do you remember rubbing the shoulders? <laughs> yes. yes. And, he, and uh, I remember my dad going, oh, he's a nice guy, he lives on a houseboat, he's quite interesting. But, uh, oh, God, he does rub the kids he does. on the shoulders. He did rub the kids. He, he never rubbed, rubbed me. I was, in I was a nice jealous. way. He would go like, oh, it's all right. Yeah, and he it was... Kids. It was, I think it, oh, I don't know if I would have liked it to rub my shoulders. But he looked like he wore a nappy, didn't he? He did. He had very high pants and, like, maybe he was incontinent, I don't know, but no, he had massive he, high... I think it was to do with the trouser he'd chosen to wear to school. It was always in um, light brown cords. It, it's still amazing. Which it? It makes you think of shit anyway. Yeah, of course it does. <laughs> I think. Yeah, uh, he was a... F- yeah, oh. oh, no, you said his name now. I can bleep that. That's all right. One bleep. You know what? I'll, one second, I'm going to pause. Okay, we're back. I would to give Tony more work. So <laughs> what you don't understand is he stopped that and we, we literally started immediately. It's not like we went off and did a... No, we didn't. You haven't missed anything. We didn't have an coke. Yeah, do you want me to chop some out? Come on, you? chop some coke. <laughs> we're going to have some coke here, right? The truth Again, is, it's got, Reese has got the, the one beer in my flat and I've got a cup of tea. That's how rock and roll we, how are, how we are. No, seriously. I've been spending a lot of time lately with a guy who took a lot of drugs. Uh, Yeah. Yeah, who died? Uh, yeah, that guy. Yes, and it's interesting because <laughs> because because I genuinely thought you meant you'd been actually spending time. <laughs> no, I've never been a big fan of drugs. Have you? No, not really. I mean, I'm not. Uh, call me old fashioned. Old fashioned. <laughs> you know what? There's nothing more boring than hanging around with someone who's on drugs. Have you done that recently? Not recently. No, I was just thinking of it, and that, it can oh, be so dull. I, listen, Let's see if anyone's asked any questions. I did oh, I put it out. So. I don't think so. Well, I know I did put it out about midnight, so it's probably unlikely. Oh, hang about. Have we got a question? No. Potential. Yes, we have. Oh, one. We've got one. One question. This is all right. What does Reese have against Sean Locke and Mark Lamar? If he can say without libeling. Okay, well, two well, things. I can tell you this. Right, two things. First, that's of all, from Scary Sheep. Okay. At Scary Sheep. Okay, Scary Sheep. Here's. How do I know I've got a thing against those two guys? They might have heard you say something. At some point. Okay, it's true. Okay, I'll tell you what happened. In that case, you've already talked about it. Okay, here we go. I've never explained it properly, officially. Mark Lamar's the first one. Bear in mind, I was a runner on Shooting Stars a long time ago. (coughs) This is a good story, yeah. He was an... I I swear, like, you know, he was... I liked him. And he actually, when I've seen him... him, Okay. So, we did uh, the Shooting Stars live show in 1998, 12 years ago. In Hammersmith. In Hammersmith. Big thing. And one night, basically, I had a girlfriend at the time who was a, a there's a, a dresser on the show who was a dresser. The, the, the Dirty Pants one who the we talked about last week. Did, yeah, last time. And they, uh, her name doesn't matter, doesn't matter her name. No, anyway, so she was quite attractive. At the time I was 19, she was 24. And we started, we sort of had a little thing. And they said, oh, you wait till Mark Lamar comes next week and he's involved, you know, you, right. she'll be off with him, you know. Right. Anyway, so he tried it on with her and, <laughs> she, and I know she kissed him. Right. And then she realised, oh, I don't really want that. And, uh, and then he didn't really go very well. But because I, she, he started, she started going out with me, he didn't like it. And one night we were live on stage 
And uh, uh, so what you had to do? Basically, what I used to have to do years ago. There's a program called Gladiators on television, and and and, and Ulrika Johnson was going out with the Gladiators. Um, Hunter, wasn't it? Hunter from Gladiators. Yeah. So some of you will know what this is. People who are under. 20, we won't know what this was, and you haven't missed anything. But he was like in Gladiator, he was a major show on channel ITV. And and so, anyway, I would have to pop out of a trapdoor dressed as Hunter from Gladiator and go, Arika, come back to me, right? And and she'd go, Oh, fuck you off. You blow a horn as well. I'd blow a horn, she'd go, Fuck off, Hunter. And that was it. And that was, and it was like a joke. And all the audience got it. And this is so, because um, we were doing Shooting Stars and Far Show as a double thing. So I did this one night. And uh, basically, we had a trapdoor on the stage. So basically, what happened was, what they had danced and sing Barbie Girl by, mm. Ken, what are they called? Aqua. Aqua, Aqua de Palma. Yeah. And they'd be dancing, and then, and then I would have to pop up through the trapdoor and go, Ulrika, come back to me and blow the horn. But one night, they hadn't cleared the trapdoor. Now, bear in mind, when you're underneath the stage, you, you don't know what's going on above you, so you have to mm. rely on them not to be on it. Well, you just, well, I guess you wait for the song to finish. You wait for the song to finish. So I popped up. But it happened to be that Mark Lamar was still hang- was still on the trapdoor. Right. So as I opened it, he fell down it. Right. And everyone laughed. Yeah. And he went, and uh, everyone had a massive laugh. And he, he, he thought, go, oh, right, very funny. Mm. He just went, you little cunt. You oh, dear. Stage. You're supposed to wait till the fucking trapdoor's closed, you cunt. And he went, ah, bang, kicked me. Wow. Down the stage. It kicked me in the chest. In front of 3,000 people. In front of 3,000 people. I, I had a boot mark on my chest and I fell down, I fell down, back down the ladder. That's really dangerous. Very dangerous. And rather than just go I'm down, humorous, I would say. Well. I came back up the ladder again and I popped up through the trapdoor and went, and jump at his face. Got a massive laugh. Yeah. And he went, ah! And kicked me again. Right? Anyway, and so it was a bit all weird. Anyway, so the show finished at the end of part one. And then I, in the wings, loads of people had seen, like Reeves and Mortimer and, and, and all the Farsha had seen it. And they said, oh, are you all right? I mean, that was a bit fucking harsh, wasn't it? And he came up to me and went, I'm sorry about that. I was just mucking about. I went, that's, that's fine, it's fine. So that was that. Anyway, people on the show had gone up to him after and said, bearing in mind I was 19, yeah. he was about 25 or whatever. No, he was about 30. Yeah, he was a bit older than that. And yeah. they said, that was a bit out of order doing that. Yeah. Anyway, it was a big do afterwards. At uh, in Hammersmith, like a it was like a press launch, and uh, he came up to me. I'm I'm 19, yeah. he's 30. He came up to I'm 19 year old boy. He came up to me, and goes, "You've got a problem with me? Say it to my face." Oh, and I went, "I said, I'm sorry, I don't know what you're talking about." He went, "No, if you've got a fucking problem, say it to my face. Don't go complain to everyone else." I said, "Sorry, what is your fucking problem?" <laughs> and I went, "I'm I, seriously, I didn't. I'm sorry. I'm really, really sorry. That was it." And then, so that was that. And then years later, he was kind of like, when I started doing my own thing a bit more, mm. he was always a bit funny about the fact that I was doing my own thing. Bearing in mind, he was always very nasty to, even like Matt Lucas, he was nasty to him, and he's a bit of a bully. He, he was renowned for getting into fights. He was a bully, yeah. He was always in pubs. And he was not, not a very nice person. Anyway, and then um, years later, I did... Eight out of ten cats, and I did, and I did it once. So that's, a, that's this is now that was that was nineteen ninety eight. So now we skip forward to two thousand and seven. Yeah, Sean Lock time. I got an eight out of ten cats, and it goes really well. And I said to Sean Lock beforehand, look, I when I do panel shows, I always pretend I'm a bit thick. Mm. So you know, just play along with it. And he went, oh yeah, fine. So I pretend I was a bit stupid, and that was all fine. Less stupid, more sort of uh, naive. Naive. You, yeah, you often. And, it, and that one would, went very well. Yeah. 
And he liked it. I remember going to the recording. recording And he he liked it. And and even he... Because, you know, what you understand, on those panel shows, they have a lot of say. So they have a lot of say for who goes on because they're the team captain. They paid a lot of money. Mm. And uh, I was then asked again to go back on it about a year later. And the following year, what happened was, I... Because it had gone down well, I know he for a f- I know he wanted to kind of not be. Fine. Yeah, yeah. And it was a, the work. I've never done a panel show since mm. because since then because it was so awful. But he sort of blocked everything. If I remember right, every joke you were trying to set up, or yeah, if you tried to open up a line of sort of conversation, he would just go, "Oh, you're an idiot," or you yeah, know, just yeah, yeah. Because uh, basically beforehand, I said to him, I said, oh, "You know, we're doing it again." I said, oh, "I'll do the same sort of thing if that's all right." He went, "Oh, that's fine." But I remember seeing him in uh, beforehand with Mark Lamar, who was doing Nevermind the Buzzcocks oh, before he okay. stopped, and they were both having a chat. And I, I came in the room and I saw them both look over at me, right? And uh, at that time, Star Stories was coming out, and it was all kind of looking quite good for my career sort yeah, of thing yeah. right? I mean, it's a long time ago and they were all bit, they were a bit funny mm. a bit weird and Mark Lamar was like looking over at me like that and whatever and then that night when I went on and did that show he was he has a, he, as you say he every basically when you do one of those panel shows I'm going to let you into a secret everybody they give you loads of well, there's loads of writers involved and they give you loads of stuff to say if you want to and I never like saying the stuff they've given me because it always feels a bit rubbish because I'd rather say my own thing mm. And there were certain things I was having, uh, you know, where he would block every setup. He would yeah. stop. So you get to a punchline, you get in before you said it and go and say something. Yeah. So you never got your your line out. So in the end, I was on. I was, well, I, I was on the, the horrible thing he was doing to you. The thing that I, that was really just nasty was that you'd say something. You'd sort of a couple of the ways you were doing jokes was you'd say something ludicrous. And then you were clearly about to build on it and say no, but hang about this is what I mean, and then, and then get your laugh. But before you could explain and get the punchline out, he would just pipe up with you're an idiot. Yes, and you think well, well it was just fine the first time, man. Yeah, yeah, yeah well, it, it gave you worked. some space and some room. But, Didn't do that at the time. And then also uh, on the other side of the team was like Jimmy Carr sort of started going against me. And then also on the other side was David Wallings, who I've known for a long time. Yeah. He also started going... Well, it does go a they bit... All, um, they all team up on It gets on a you. bit boot room, a bit um, sort of... Uh, what's it called? Like, like football dressing room, doesn't it? Everyone yeah, starts yeah. I mean, it's, it's, really, it's, it's a, bit, a, a, uh, a very aggressive playground. atmosphere. It's a very aggressive yeah. atmosphere. And, and, then, and then... So that was like a disaster. And funnily enough, Griffith Exchange was also on that show. And afterwards, we all went to the Green Mouth, and I felt... I actually felt awful. I thought, what was the point in that? And that's when I said after that, I'm never doing this again. And um, and even Griffith James was like, I'm s- that was awful. That was the right, really not good sort of. Yeah, um, yeah. You know, you're supposed to. I think the whole point about those kind of programs is you support your guests or you make them feel good. And, but they often don't. I mean, I've known a couple of people go on those things and just feel, you know, think absolutely, especially if it's an actor and someone that's not a stand up, they'll go on and think, oh, this will be fine. Everyone will help me along. You try and make a good show. And it's not. It's often about the ego of whoever's the loudest voice. And well, you hear about mock the week, and that apparently is a nightmare. If you're yeah, but mock the week, you know, just yeah. trying to get a joke through without yeah, everyone. Yeah, going, but, ah, but we mock the week, which I think is so sexist and nasty, because you know it's an interesting thing about it. everyone goes about. Oh God, there's not enough women in comedy, and, and uh, you know, there's no panel shows with women on it. It's true. You know, the truth mm. is with with mock the week, they come in on a Monday, and they. Are given, you know, they know what they're doing. They rehearse it all week, mm. and they get paid. You know, it's like a week's work. Yeah, and it seems really fresh because they come on and do their. I thing. think that people in the, with any sort of comedy 
nouse would realise that it's all but, you know, pre-written. The I, only think people most, I think a lot of people don't, but I think most people that but, you know, know I, comedy would spot that it's... But, I, but the thing is, I did, I did Would I Lie to You around about the same time uh, before I did the second one of those um, things. That. Yeah, and, yeah. And, and, uh, and Angus Deaton was hosting at the time. Mm. And they were a completely different atmosphere. Like, you know, Lee Mack, really lovely. David Mitchell, really nice. It's a different atmosphere. I keep the idea... I think the thing about it is that they've kept the idea of a parlour game going, rather than it being just a gag fest. You all get to play the game, and you yeah. have to have your five minutes to explain, and you have to play. So that's what that's what I like about that. Because you can see so many panellists go on these things and just be shoved on the end of the yeah. and say a word. But what's annoying is that... Like, so you go against the... So you kind of say, I don't want to do the pre-written lines for me, I'd rather be my own thing. Mm. And so you do that, and you don't really, and, and you get no backup, and it's like, yeah. why bother? Yeah. And you know, and um, I mean, I remember Sean. I, I really liked the Fifteen Stories. I remember saying to him, I really liked that, and he was always very bitter about the fact he didn't do very well and all that. And I thought he would be nice to me, and he wasn't. And I remember coming away the first time. I came away thinking, well, he's really funny. What a nice person. Second time around, I thought he's up the one of the nastiest people I've ever met. Maybe you need to do it a third time, and you'll find an even balance. I want to do it again. <laughs> We'll do it again. Mark Amar, fucking hell. I mean, he was a nasty piece of work who kicked a fucking 19-year-old in the chest. Yeah. And, and it, where is he now? I, I Genuinely, this question... Did we ask this question before? Where is Mark Amar? He was a nasty, nasty piece of work. But what's he doing now? I always... My thing is, oh, he does a, a reggae show on yeah, Radio yeah. 2, but I don't, apparently he hasn't done that for years. No, you know why? Because basically everyone hates him. Is that so it? he gets no work because he was horrible. I'm sure. You know, he, yeah. you know, I mean, at the time of like oh, down your doorstep with Mark Lamar, yeah, yeah. you know, like, and it's weird. But well, even I, then, you, re, you he had a look in his eyes like he wanted to murder all of the people in his houses. He was working when he was still doing them by the bus. I remember going to an audition in um, in Riverside Studios, right, for something else, and he was there. And he went, "Oh, right, Reese, how are you?" He's all friendly, and I thought. It was after all this stuff had happened. He went, "Oh God, you, know, you should definitely come in there, my little buzzcocks, because you, you know, you, mm. you know, stuff and 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 uh, I thought, Why you're so fake." Well, he might, yeah. Well, maybe it's true. Maybe he was just in a bad place then, and perhaps he was just. Okay, yeah, whatever bad place you're in, oh. you know, bigger people in the world. And, but uh, you, you know, he might have just treated everyone like that at that time because I know he was. He was photographed nearly every week punching someone. I can remember. He, I know, yeah, an he, he always had a fight, and and uh, and so that was always a thing. And it's funny because Bob Mortimer always found him quite fun to be around because he was everything that he wasn't. So like Mark would be like really, like sort of like aggressive and rude, and yeah. say things to people. And, yeah. and Bob would go like, "Oh, I can't believe he's doing it." He was yeah, yeah. nice. I I just yeah. think, and in the, in the end, also that kind of whole thing he did on on, which kind of Jack D then sort of not copied, but. Jack D played that kind of like cynical role in Shooting Stars. Mm. You know, obviously Mark was very good at doing all that. Yeah, yeah. But he was just not a nice person. Talking of fights and yes. Bob Mortimer, do you remember when we nearly all got into a fight in Edinburgh? No. Um, we were up there doing our one and only show, and our agent at the time had got us um, a TV, an interview for a TV documentary that was being made. Oh, about, yeah. Um, comedy and alcohol. Yeah. And we soon realised that really... They didn't really want to interview us. They wanted to interview Bob Mortimer. Yes. And they knew that our agent, because she was a booker for Shooting Stars as well. <laughs> She's so now a very big agent. Yeah, yeah, she is. And there was a deal struck where Bob, they get to interview Bob and us together, and then they get to do an interview with Bob, and then basically cut us out, which we didn't yeah. realise at the time. Yeah, yeah, exactly. But where we were, reco- we were recording in a really posh hotel. I can't remember. It might have been the, it was the Great Balmoral. East, it was the Balmoral. Balmoral. 
and it, there was something wrong. Something was about to happen in there. They were, they were having some function, so we couldn't continue the this. interview there at all. We had to oh go. God! Yeah. So we yes. Well, we'll need to find somewhere else. And there are a few phone calls made by the documentary Yeah, yes, group. yes, yes, yes. And they said, we've found a pub. They've got a back room. They'll let us use it. So we went, okay, we all got in a car and drove for fucking miles out, right out into... I don't, God, I have no idea where we were. And it was a really rough area. And we went in this pub and it was packed and they were drunk oh, and angry. Oh, God, awful. Really people. bad. And they Bob saw was Bob. actually scared. Bob was terrified. I remember him actually saying to he me... Had, he said to me, I can't fucking fight, Tony. I'm not, I'm not Mark Lamar. I'm not like that. I can't do it. Yeah. They led us to this back room. And as we, they started asking us questions, but we were already nervous, all of us. Bob was terrified. I was terrified. Then they started, started hearing banging on the uh, door to the room. Shit, yeah, 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 and a bloke yeah. came in drunk and just went, ah, you fucking, yes. you need fuck, I can't do the accent. Get out. Get out of our pub. Or you pay us. You have to pay us. To, you have to pay me. Also, McKenzie, said, wasn't Mackenzie Cook there as well? He was, yeah. We were, yeah. interviewed him as well. I can't think of five people in, in comedy that are less <laughs> likely to fight their way out of a pub. Um, and then the bloke went, you have to pay me. And he said, no, I've already, the, thing, the director said, I've already paid the pub. And he went, no, you pay me. This is like, he said it was taxation or something. So just, and just, he did the most stupid thing in the world, the director. He paid him 50 quid. The minute he did that, the whole pub wanted 50 quid. I remember just leaving. In my mind, there were bottles being thrown and just oh, all being I jostled. Remember, I remember We now. basically just had to get out of this pub as it went mental. Um, yeah, but we didn't actually have to fight anyone, thank Christ. But yeah, yeah that was that. genuinely terrifying. Jesus Christ. <laughs> I don't think um, I've been in outside of Edinburgh in Scotland since. Oh, we went to Mulligan Tyre. I'm sure that no, we, we went back to Edinburgh that fateful blunder thing our, our, our trips to Edinburgh haven't exactly been full of success no, I would uh, say uh, <laughs> and in fact you think like 10 years on we went back to Edinburgh in like 2006 to promote blunder oh it's the worst I swear here's the story it's quite funny <laughs> looking back now it doesn't matter because all the people who are in control of Channel 4 are now gone but I remember we did this series called Blunder which could have been really good it wasn't good but it could have been it could have been really good and uh, originally, like, we had... Um, Blunder was originally going to be directed by Ben Wheatley and Joe Cornish. Yes, uh, Ben, yeah, Ben was going to do so ben animation. Was gonna, ben was going to do the animation. So the original idea of Blunder was this. It was, like, uh, Ben Wheatley doing all the kind of animation and, and weird stuff, Joe Cornish doing all the studio stuff, and, and it would be, like, a nice mix of, like, comedy and a sketch show. And, uh, and what happened was was that um, Shane, uh, Shane, our friend Shane, who was head of comedy, kind of wanted to do what he wanted to do, but the problem was that he also had bosses who wanted other things. So, And his job, which is very hard in that position, is that you have to kind of appease everybody, and in the end you have a big mix-up of what the programme is. Mm. And in the end, you know, Joe Cornish didn't do it, he walked off, uh, and we had a producer came in who was useless called Gemma <laughs> who did the League of Gentlemen she'd go I remember she'd go, she goes I produced the League of Gentlemen and you talk to the League of Gentlemen they go fuck <laughs> <laughs> anyway um, so so and we, the director they got in was actually very good and the director was lovely he was just doing, had to do what he, he was told to do what he was told so basically what you can't do when you're making a comedy programme if you're a comedy fans out there you have to have your own idea you have to stick to what you're doing and say I want to do this now, for example like you know, Noel Fielding's thing is just on now mm. it's completely Noel Fielding so whether it's funny or not whether you like it or not it doesn't matter because Noel Fielding is doing what he, he does and also if, you, if it does fail I'm not saying it, I, I wasn't saying by the way it wasn't funny no no I'm, but I'm just it, saying but that. also if you if it is entirely your thing 
if it does fail, you can only blame yourself. Then mm. and that's it. It's whereas if something fails and you knew bits of it, you, like you yeah, after yeah. you go, well, I knew that was wrong. Yeah, but yeah, yeah. Fuck, I didn't say anything. It was a big old mess, you know. And if I had it been made like two years later when Shane was head of comedy, it would have been a different story. And also, we were all of the cast and writers were we were all quite. They, they, not new, but we, none of us, you know, no, it was well, they, a big chance for they us. Kind so of put, they put us together, so basically there were the three of us, there was me, Tony, and Burge, really. Steve Burge, right. written it all. And, and then basically they put us together with, like, they wanted a girl, so Nina Conti had done a lot of stuff. And then they, we went to, and I remember going to the Ealing Comedy Show and seeing Tom and Steve, and they were going, like, there's a lot of talk about Tom, Tom, sorry, Tom and Simon. And so we'll put those all together. And, uh, you know, at the beginning... When I first, when we first did stuff with Tom and Steve uh, and Simon and, and Tom and Simon, the confusion uh, comes from Tom's got a comedy partner yeah. called Steve. So that's no, at, at the time, it was very weird because you, you put people together and always they don't always it doesn't always work. But it's it takes funny. a while. It takes a while. By the end of the series, genuinely, like, I thought, oh, if we did another series, it would have been really, it would have really caught on. Mm. And, or if uh, we'd all gone off for six weeks to a holiday, just known of writing. Just all gone to a retreat yeah, somewhere. We'd have meetings, you know, know, we'd all do our, like, I mean, I do Malibu. And also, you know, we, I was still having, we were still doing stuff we were doing from 10 years before when we were ki- it was a, it was a, It was a bit of a mess. It was a mess. <laughs> but the, the point about that whole thing is we had this big screening, this big do in Edinburgh where they said the, the other belly it was called and they had the big live event. And so we, we hadn't seen Blund- any of Blunder. No one had seen it. And basically, David Mitchell was in it, couldn't do it. Uh, couldn't turn up, so we barely in the show. <laughs> so we had, we had him on the video screen, mm. and we did some sketches live. And we were on basically the night before. We did a tech run at about from twelve o'clock onwards. We'd be seeing midnight show. onwards. Yeah, we had all. Got, we, I've never been so drunk the night before. We were so pissed. We did a tech run. Do you remember? Mm. Well, and I, I was, I couldn't even and speak. And the tech by was the all it. screwed as well. It was um, the videos weren't coming up. No, it, it was awful. I remember Arn, who's really good now. He'd actually, who just um, script edited um, Fresh Meat, so he's doing oh, yeah, really well. Yeah, right, right. He was directing it for us, and he bastard. Was, <laughs> but he was pulling his hair Fresh out. Fresh Meat was, it was commissioned like, over sirens. And yeah. Fucking hate them. Yeah, yeah carry it on. It was like. Got to about two or three in the morning. We still hadn't got through. Oh, awful! And we were. You were particularly drunk. I, I was very drunk. Listen, I was really, really drunk. I had personal issues at the time, which mm. all sorted out in the end. <laughs> but now, because we're, we're now married. But anyway, at the time, so when we were doing, when we did the following night show, so there we are. There were supposed to be two nights. It but ended up being one. Right, so we were doing this live show and we we're doing our thing, and there in the front of the audience is Shane, who's like going like these are the these are the new people, um, you know, and there's the head of Channel Four, Kevin Ligo, and every and everyone, everyone else, was there. and it was the worst thing in the world. I will never go back to Edinburgh as a result of that because it was so <laughs> awful. We were we probably st- I was probably still hungover the night before. Everything went wrong. It didn't start All the really tech late. was wrong. It went. Uh, people. The other. Th- this is a big point before you get into the story. Okay, I'll pause now. I'll pause. Carry on. Tell them. I'll build it up so Reese's story. So, um, the, thing, the thing you have to bear in mind is that um, before we'd even got there, they'd been selling tickets, and it should have been for free because it was just a promotion for Blunder, really, um, which was about to start that year. But the way they'd sold it was it £10 ticket, and it looked like on the poster, I mean, strictly speaking on the poster, it didn't say this, but it looked like on the poster you were going to get to see all of E4, Channel 4's stand-ups, and 
a bit of blunder as well thrown in. Um, and they had people like Simon Amstel listed and all of the, you know, Jimmy Carr, all of the top Channel 4 comedians. So already people had paid £10 for something that they weren't going to get. They literally were just going to get us doing blunder, some live sketches there with the VTs played in, which we hadn't yet seen. Um, I think we might be having a poo instead of a wee. Because I heard the, the seat go up. Like, sounded like, like Oh, no, no, he's too quick for it. Because he's a quick shitter. But, um, so, yes, so the, the crowd audience all coming. It was late, overpriced. It wasn't as they thought it was billed. Um, so they're already angry. None of the VTs were working. Um, none of the stuff on the projector was in order. Our poor director, Arm, was pulling his hair out because it wasn't his fault. It was just sort of a bit of a muck-up. We hadn't even seen it, so we didn't know if it was any good or not. And we had only been told it was very good. Um, and this, at this point, Reese is coming back now. And Reese came on as Malibu Man. Oh, and then <laughs> I got accused of raping somebody. Because I pulled For the second life. time in your life. <laughs> we'll come back to the first time later. Carry on with this one. No, there's a woman who was on stage, and it was like, you know, you're desperate to make people laugh. And it well, was set up so why she was on stage. I, I don't know. Well, why? Because you were doing Malibu. I was doing Malibu. I called her on stage and I had a bottle of Malibu and I poured it all over her breasts. <laughs> and, and she laughed at the time. Then I, and I went, get out. And I followed her outside and she went, that was really funny. The next day, or two days later, let me just say something about Shane. Can I say something about... I, I just want to make it clear in case he listens, uh, or anyone listens. He genuinely was so... It was, I feel so sorry for him because he was championing us so much. Yeah. We were supposed to be the bit next new thing the next new ch- show on Channel 4 and he was trying so hard to make us and it was awful and the next day he rang me up and he went what happened last night on the stage because there's been a complaint through mm. that you assaulted a woman I went oh no what? there's a complaint from the um, from the wherever it was the Adderbelly that, uh, and he said, I just want to know what happened so I can stick up for you. I said, oh, look, look, it was just this and that what happened. She was fine at the time. Oh, poor sod. And it was like, and anyway, that was the moment where Blunder would never have succeeded because it never worked. Yeah. And, we, that got, was it. Yeah, and we got to see some of the sketches and they... But we were the punk of, we were the punk of, <laughs> I would say, we were the punk of, of comedy because mm. we would, we were... We only ever get one album and then we <laughs> get sacked by the label, basically. But the first time Reese got accused of rape... You want me one of those? Yes, let me set the scene. We yeah. had... I don't know if we told this story before. I don't think we did, did we? Um, we had gone to Blackpool on a bank holiday weekend because... Did Birds drive us all the he, way? Did, well, this is the thing. Escort. He drove us in his old Escort, which was, was about 30 years old at the time. <laughs> it was falling to bits. We had to wait for it, it was to get an MOT It was a, no, a D-Ridge, and that was 1980... What was old that? shape, yeah. Not the really old shape, but pretty old. Hang on, D-Ridge. So that was like 1987 or something? Yeah, it was old. It was so it was 10 years we old. We had to wait for it to get its MOT the day we were supposed to go, and it did, luckily. He drove us all the way there. We went there, I think, to celebrate. I think we got something commissioned, or we thought we had. Yes. It was right. a spurious thing. But we went up there. We had no idea of Black- Blackpool. We certainly had no idea that Blackpool, on bank holiday weekends, is the hen and stag do capital of Britain. And it is the most drunken, horrible place ever. I'm sure it's lovely in the week, no. but it was horrific. We drove all the way there with no thought of a hotel, and we booked into a and b where they charged us £7 to hire a room oh, with four beds, yeah, in, yeah. which we had to share, with a sink at the end of my bed. Which Steve Burge weed in one night. I must he did, did he shit in it as well? No, I pretended he'd done a shit in it. I was a pretend fuzzy putty. Yeah, oh, that's yours. Um, 
Uh, but anyway, let's stay <laughs> forward. So it was, a quick, it was loud. It was. I'd never had my ass pinched so much in my life. By you pinched your ass. Lots of Geordie women. Um, but there was a point in the evening. We'd been out drinking all night. Um, in fact, no, it was quite early in the evening. We'd only been to a pub for a bit. We weren't even drunk. We no, were I don't think we were that drunk. We were just I walking like along. That. I'd never run so fast in my life. Walking along, minding our own business, trying to find somewhere to go that wasn't horrific. And then suddenly this girl, this mental girl, waving her arms around, screeching, ran in between us all. I never And she it. screamed, I think, my baby! And then collapsed in front of us she was scratching the floor scratching the floor she was actually like I remember I re- really remember she was she had, a black, she had a black dress on she had long hair and she was scratching the floor going my baby my baby clutching her stomach and then scratching the floor with her nails like almost like the nails were coming off and she scratched it was the horrific. pavement it, it was, was awful and then she collapsed just flat out wasn't moving and I, I always feel a bit bad at this point in the story because me and Glyn both went you said we should help her, and Glyn and I both went, no, she's no. just drunk, let's go. No, more than drunk, she was off her face. Yeah, so Glyn and me, at this point, walked away and said, look, come and find us, we'll just be up here. And we went, I think, sat on a bench a little bit away up the road. Um, and the next thing, you can fill in the details. Well, I don't think, we can't leave her like this, because mm. she went out of this club and no one was helping her. So I said to Stephen, God, we've got to, she's really in a bad way. So I walked over to her, and I said, are you okay? And she went, you did it! Or something like that. And I went, and I went what? And she went, you did it! <laughs> and then I, she, she went for me. She like, actually went for me. It was, like, it was like, all I can remember at the time, it was like, it was like in, in Alien 3, when the alien's chasing them. You know, in, Which in, is what it looked like to me. In, in Alien 3, I always remember thinking, oh, now they've... You know, if all the tentacles mastered, flying around. Yeah, and you're being chased by this fucking thing with his arms going. Mm. She chased me up the road. Well, and I ran as fast as I could because she was after me, and, and I shit myself. This is where I can chip in. At this point, me and Glyn were sat there thinking they're taking a while. The first thing, thank you. It was like um, a cartoon. Steve Bird went past. I've never seen him run so fast in my life. He just went, went past. <laughs> and the next thing I saw was Reese going, "She's mad!" And just went past. <laughs> and behind him was Alien from Alien Three going. Ah! <laughs> I love that actually from Alien Three because <laughs> they, they could run Alien Three. Yeah, they could run at that point. Yeah. Um, it wasn't just a puppet, it was a CG image. Um, and so we thought, oh, fuck. So we sort of jogged behind around the corner to be confronted by a scene of her laying in the middle oh, of the road. Well, here's the thing. I remember, okay, you, before you get to that point, I ran I ran around a corner and hid, mm. right? Right. And I didn't know where I was in, in bright... You know, no mobile phones, you know, nothing. Oof. Too poor for that. And I was hiding around a corner and I thought, oh, shit, what am I going to do? And I didn't know where I, I didn't know Burge had gone. I just hid around the corner, and I then no, walked around. We didn't find out where Burge went. No, all, he he fucked <laughs> off. I walked around the corner, and there is an ambulance and a girl on the floor mm. in the middle of the road, with her face down, and that's the one who was chasing me. Yeah. So we got around the. Me and Glyn get to the scene. Reese is stood looking at the woman on the floor. There's an ambulance crew who got there really quickly. Really quick. Sort of tr- trying to wake her up, and then the police car pulls up. And as they get out, a woman who was not there, she turned up the same time as I did, yeah. pointed at Reese and went, He raped her! Yeah. That's why she's collapsed! Yeah. And then I remember you saying very clearly to the policeman, No, 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 no. I feel like Harrison Ford <laughs> in, what was it, in presumed innocent. innocent. Um, he didn't know what you were talking about. And no, he, yeah, he, yeah, I, I didn't do it, I didn't do it. And he just, we were all sort of panicking, going, He didn't know he was with us. And he just went, Oh, uh, she's been doing this all night. <laughs> 
true. And then they just put her in the back of the car and drove her off. And yeah, that was, that was it. it. That was it. We never saw her again. Like it happened every day. Yep. Yeah. I wonder. What, and I, I wonder what happened to that girl. <laughs> Kira Knightley. <laughs> but we never found out what happened to Bird. No. And then we ended up in a pub. I actually didn't hang around in it. It was in this pub. But you were. <laughs> and we were downstairs in this bar with you, like an old, it was old like timer a guy. And the, the one <laughs> thing I remember... <laughs> I the main thing I remember about it was that there was... Um, <coughs> Ian always describes it. It's the weirdest place he's ever been to. There was a man waving a Union Jack flag and next to him was a teddy boy who kept... A genuine teddy boy having a fight with a midget. <laughs> and then the teddy boy came over to Glyn and made him dance with his wife. Gibson, dance with my wife. I can't do it no more. Dance with her. You're young. I yeah, can't, I can't yeah, yeah. Back to the hope. Well, hope the B and B And I remember there was a little bar in the B and B, wasn't there? We sat downstairs. We forced to. Forced to have a drink. And the policeman. I remember the policeman had to. The policeman had to escort me back to the hotel to show me. I remember going back to the hotel. Yeah. And they had to approve that I was staying there mm, mm. and explain to my the situation. Yes. Oh my that was god. Extra, so that's the twice you've been accused of. Sexual assault that you did. I've never actually. I've never. Can I say to her? I've never raped anyone. In no, that's, well, that's a good. That's one good Thank mark God for of that. your character. I mean, I'm one. <laughs> I'm one of these people who are obviously against it. Uh, who isn't? I'm, I'm mainly. God, Lucy was out today. There's one, the people that aren't against it are rapists. Lucy was out today, and there's some blokes in a white van who shouted out, "You slag!" And she's got. She got a little baby with her. And you go like white ma- white trash men in a van. Mm. You know, you go. Oh, come on, you know. I mean, I must say, can I to be political here? Yes. Can I talk about stop and search? Yes. It depends what you're going to say. No, I'm going to say, I'm going to say it's completely wrong. Yes, of course it is. Yeah. And it's like, why? I mean, it's awful. Mm. What, how, I mean... It's exactly the same as the sus laws in the early Yes, it's, yes, it's, yes And look what happened there. It caused riots and all sorts of... Absolutely ridiculous. So, so listen, we, we are quite, we are liberal, nice guys. Who, I never raped anybody. Tony, I've never raped anybody. Well, I've never killed anyone. a man. I. Um, you can't say that. No, 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 I've never killed anyone. <laughs> You're like Noel Edmonds. But, have you, but yeah, have you had sex up the bum? No. And on that note, it's been an hour. Should we stop? We, we've got another four minutes. Oh, let's go for the full hour then. Go for it. So, hour. in the last four minutes, what's your Twitter username? Ooh. At Reese Thomas OBE. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I'm at Tony Paul Wade. Uh, I hope you enjoyed this one. This is like a reminiscence. This was less um, filth and more, yeah, it was a quite comedy centric one. Oh, we're quite. We're quite. I've only lied with one person. I know I've got a big person. I'm sorry, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, Good night, everyone. Oh, and if the sound quality goes bad, I don't know why it happens, but it does happen. Uh, it normally happens about four. Tony, Tony, why can't we just not talk to each other like normally and not? I won't speak to you unless it's on this now. It's, that's one of the rules now. I can only. Talk oh, they to to Prague next week. What? You'll love it. It's good. You're going to come. Do you want to come? Where to? To Prague. 
For to do what? Is it Queen? I'm doing a Queen thing in Prague. Yeah. But come anyway. I don't know if I can come. Let's talk about it in a second. All right, we'll talk about it in a minute. Bye, everyone. Bye. <laughs>